Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. Hey, welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. And today it's going to get a little hot. Maybe not really, but we're going to be talking about firewalking, something that I've not really ever tried. I've never tried it and I never really looked into it a whole lot. I've just seen the videos and seeing people do it. And does it work? What's it all about? Can it help you change your life, make lasting change? And we're going to find out today just how it can. And we brought on an expert guest, Dave Albin, who has worked with Tony Robbins for, I think it was over 20 years is what I was reading. Just gleaned a lot from Tony and his team. And then he took a step uh, and started his own company, Firewalk Productions LC, where he does this for organizations. He helps organizations and people make lasting change. So I'm excited to dive into this topic, learn about firewalking, learn about how to make lasting changes in our lives and in those that we're trying to help through our businesses. Dave, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. Hey, Chris, man. I'm super stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to diving into this because yeah, firewalking just, I see the videos, I see people doing it. I'm like, okay, is this like magic? Is there is it a smoke and mirror type thing? Is there actually deeper stuff to it? And I'm sure there is. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to to learn a little bit about it. Real quick, share with the audience listening who you are, what got you to Firewalk Productions? Yeah. My name is Dave Albin and I attended a Tony Robbins seminar way back in 1995. And I went to this event, a very, I was not, I found out that there was a firewalk involved with this event. And I said, I'm not going to do that part. I'm no, I'm sure that's for the crazies and I'm not going to be doing that, but I want to see Tony Robbins. I had gone through his program, personal power. I bought it way back in the 1980s. Uh, right after I got sober in AA, which by the way, I just celebrated 35 years, which is cool. Oh, congrats. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I had insomnia and I was up late at night all the time, Chris. And so I was up late one night. There he was, Tony Robbins, young, vibrant, enthusiastic, selling his program, Personal Power. Came on little white things called cassette tape. So, <laughs> right. So I bought them and I went through it. I did what the man taught me to do and it worked. So Many years later, in 1995, he was coming to my hometown. And I'm like, yep, I want to go see the guy. Found out there was a firewalk. And I'm like, nope, not doing that. That's a hard <laughs> no for me. In fact, that's a hell no for me. I'm not doing that. But I'm certainly willing to watch these people burn their feet off if that's what they mm -hmm. want to do. And you get there, and Tony took the stage at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And the next thing I know, Chris, it's after bidding. Okay? I'm in a room, I'm in a room with this guy for 10 hours. And anybody that's ever been to a Tony Robbins seminar knows exactly what I'm talking about. Millions of people have attended his events and he's intense, man. He comes to the table. He's playing full out. He's got your attention and he's there to cause and help you with lasting change. Next thing I know, it's after midnight. All of a sudden, Tony goes, take your shoes off. And I remember thinking, oh, no, Val, you're not going to trick me. I'm not falling for that. The next thing I'm noticing is that everybody's taking their shoes off. 
And I'm like, people, no, don't fall for it. You know, right. Don't go towards the light. Kind of <laughs> and then he gets everybody, once you take your shoes off, and I'm struggling with that, right? I'm, my dilemma is, wait a minute, if I don't take my shoes off, people are going to think I'm a coward. We can't have that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'll just take my shoes off and fake it. I'll go hide in the back. Nobody is going to know. There's no way. And so I take my shoes off and it's, then he's, as he's got you walking out there, he gets everybody to chant, start chanting. There's 3,500 people, right? And they're all chanting. They're like, yeah. so they're clapping their hands and they're chanting. And then when he, when you get outside, it gets worse <laughs> because he's got African drummers. Oh. So it's done. Everybody's clapping, chanting. And it's, Chris, it's unlike anything you've ever seen or experienced in your life. It is intense. And to this day, I've never seen or witnessed anything like it other than a Tony Robbins seminar. Wow. When you get out there, the first thing you notice is over in the corner, there's this giant fire. It's huge. It's like, it's every bit of 30 feet wide and 70 feet long. It's a giant pile of coals. They're just beautiful. They've been building it all day, right? Mm -hmm. They've been putting wood on it, stacking it all day. And then at the end of the evening, after 12 hours, 10 hours, it renders, right? And so what they would do, because you have 3,500 people, they would take a wheelbarrow, they'd go over to this fire pit, and they'd put the, the coals in a wheelbarrow. Then they'd bring a wheelbarrow in between two fire lanes. A fire lane is about, eh, but it's three feet wide, and it's probably 18 feet long. And then they just take a shovel, a flathead shovel, and they sprinkle the coals on top of this grass, and that's what you walk on. Huh. That's one way to do it, right? If you look into fire walking, you can find it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's been used for all kinds of different cultures. The Fahitians, yeah. the, the people of India, the Polynesians, the Hawaiians, the Indo-Europeans. The Europeans used to use it for the warriors. Huh. So the night before they would go into battle, they all did a fire walk. And if you didn't do your fire walk, then you didn't get to go into battle and you would dishonor, dishonor, dishonor your family. Wow. You used to see if you're lying, there's graduations, it's ceremonial, it's a, very, it's a rite of passage. The Hawaiians, the Native American Indians, again, it's been around a long time. Tony knew all that. He's done all his research. He learned how to do it. He decided he was going to use this to create leverage, right? Because if you can walk on coals that are a thousand degrees and you don't burn yourself, the first question you might want to ask yourself is, what else can I do? <laughs> so anyway, I'm out there and I'm not going to do it. I go hide in the back. Tony knows what a profound experience this is. He knows it's going to create a life-changing paradigm shift. So he doesn't want you to miss out on it. But he also knows people are going to hide out in the back. So what does he do? He, he trains people to come find you. Uh... Yeah. And that's what happened. I'm back there minding my own business. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy. <laughs> and he makes eye contact. And Tony must train him, by the way, hey, when you make eye contact with these people, don't take your eyes off. And so now he's staring at me. He's coming in my direction. He gets about 20 feet to me and he leans into me and he tilts his head and kind of looks at me with a puzzled look on his face. And he's, are you okay? <laughs> and when we're not okay, what do we say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, fine. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good here, man. Yeah. Move along. I'm good. You can leave me alone. And he says, after I said that, I'm thinking that, he said, Hey, are you going to walk tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely not <laughs> with tonality. Get away from me. No, I'm not doing it. Right. And he goes, Hey man, that's cool. No problem. 
we don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. And I remember thinking, wow, okay, that's interesting. I like this guy. He's going to get <laughs> me out of here. And then here's the twist, man. Here's one stranger. By the way, Chris, I don't know who this guy is to this day. I really wish I did. Wouldn't be on the Elevate podcast with you yeah. if I wasn't, right? My whole career. Because he was like, listen, man, let me ask you a question. Wouldn't you at least like to watch? And that was the question. Hmm. And it changed my life forever. One stranger, don't know who it is. Boom, he got me. And I'm thinking, yeah, sure. I'd like to watch these idiots burn their right. off. Let's do that. That uh, sounds fun. And he said, hey, man, listen, you're not going to be able to see anything from way back here, right? Now, he's telling the truth. Yeah, I'm 100 yards at least. I got 3,500 people standing in front of me, Chris. I can't right. see anything. I can hear it. I can see that big fire glowing at night. It's a beautiful summer night. It's gorgeous. But you can hear it, right? They're chanting, yes, yes, and the drums. You can hear people starting to do it. So there's the enthusiasm for that. They're screaming. They're yelling. It's, you've got to be kidding me. What a dog and pony show, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, cool. I do want to see it. So I got in line. I'm walking along, moving along. Can't see anything, but I'm hearing it, listening to it. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me, and he whispers in my ear. And he says, he knows when you're ready. When he says go, you go. And phew, this guy just disappeared into the night. <laughs> I'm like, what? What was that? Who who was that for that matter, right? And so I'm, okay, that was interesting. I'm walking along and walking along. And all of a sudden I look and it, I can't see in front of me, but I can see at an angle. I can see through the beat and they're doing it, man. They're fire walking. Every race, every creed, every color, every age, <laughs> they're doing it. And yeah. so now my brain's going, what are they doing this for? Why? Metaphorically, what's going on here? Why would they even consider to do this? And now I'm mesmerized. I'm like, I'm in a trance. It's like you drive by an accident, you go, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't mm -hmm. look at it as you drive mm -hmm. by and look at it. And so I'm just like, I'm just lost in the moment. And all of a sudden, boom, guess where I am? <laughs> I'm at the front of the line. Ready to go. Ready? I don't know that I was ready to go yet. <laughs> I was there. Looking, I'm, yeah. Bro, I'm staring down at the coals and I'm freaking out. They're glowing bright red. They had sprinkled mm -hmm. those coals on that lane, three feet wide, 18 feet long. They're, that lane is glowing red hot. Huh. There's a wheelbarrow there. You can feel the heat coming at you. Again, big night, chanting, drums. It's unbelievable. My, I swear I thought my heart was going to jump out of my chest. I was scared to death. And there's a trainer standing and all of a sudden, the trainer goes, eyes up. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, that's right. I'm in a room with Tony Robbins for 10 hours. Guess what he taught me to do? Keep your eyes up. <laughs> Don't stare at what you fear. That's a great metaphor for any entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Don't stare at what you fear. You've got to think it through to the other side. Don't get yeah. mesmerized. Just focus on the outcome. And so now my eyes are up. And the trainer goes, Squeeze your fist and say yes. And I went, yes. And he went, stronger. <laughs> and I went, yes. Well, you could tell I was leaving a lot on the table. Mm -hmm. I was not in a peak state yet. I was close. And so now he screamed at me. <laughs> he literally got in my face and screamed at the top of his lungs. Stand there. And I lost it. I threw my hands in the air. I was probably pretty ticked off at the guy. I threw my hands <laughs> in the air and I screamed. Yes. And he goes, go, 
I took off. Well, here's the first thing I learned about firewalking. Metaphorically, it's like life. When you take the first step, firewalking, oh, you'll take the second, third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> you don't stop in the middle of that fire lane. Yeah. Tony positions two guys at the end. They lock their arms and they stop you. I, if I hadn't, I'd have walked all the way to Albuquerque. <laughs> but they're like, stop, wipe your feet and celebrate. And so I'm wiping my feet and I'm celebrating. And all of a sudden, there's a girl standing there and she's going, you did it. You did. And all of a sudden, I'm going, I did. I, and, I, and I look back and those coals are bright red. And all of a sudden, I go, oh my gosh, I've burnt myself really bad. And I look at my foot. I look at my right foot. It's dirty, but there's no burns. Huh. Oh, it's my other foot. I look at my left foot. Yeah, it's dirty too, but there's no burns. Huh. So now I had just walked across coals that are a thousand degrees and I didn't burn myself. And I have no idea how I did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever done something really cool, really awesome? Yeah. And you don't know how you did it. Right. All you're doing is going, yep, that was me. I did it. Now I'm standing in the celebration, but mm -hmm. 3,500 people who all, for the most part, just experienced the same thing. Huh. It was exhilarating, Chris. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. That, it was like I felt I could conquer the world. That is so, crazy. It is crazy, right? And everybody else was pretty much feeling the same thing, too. Yeah. We all just walked on coals, thousand degrees. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets burnt. I shouldn't say nobody. You can get a you can get a blister on your foot, but you're not gonna go to the hospital. You're not right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need yeah. medical attention. If you've ever been to the beach and been sunburned, I can tell you that's a thousand times more dangerous <laughs> than any firewalk, right? And so there it was. But here's in fact, I get asked once in a while, hey, did when you went to bed that night, did you wash your feet? I'm like, no. <laughs> I wanted to be able to see it the next morning that I yeah. had actually done it. I didn't want to wake up and think it was a dream, right? Mm -hmm. Here's where it gets super, super interesting. The next day. So this, by the way, this is an event. It's a four-day event. It's called UPW, okay. Unleash, the, Unleash the Power Within, the Firewalk Experience. And we do this on day one, the night of day one. Oh, so wow. now it's day two. And so now 3,500 people were standing in the foyer that next morning, getting ready to go into the venue for day two. And I've never to this day seen or experienced anything like it. It was huh. insane. Our frequency had been raised to mm. collectively together, right? Because our self-belief, our self-confidence, our self-worth had just been risen automatically. And I was watching these people, man. And they were like laughing and they're crying <laughs> and they're talking and they're hugging and they're communicating humanistically. I'm mm. like anything I'd ever seen in my life. And so there it was. I was hooked. And I'm like, really? Is, can you take a group of people like that, create a profound experience, and it caused that major of a shift? Sure can. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does, and it did. That's, that's cool. Like I said, I've never done it. I've never experienced, never even seen it, like in person. And... Like one, not to really have any burns on your feet is pretty crazy in my mind, just to think you're walking across all that. And then the change, you say creating lasting change. How you go to events sometimes, you, you go to things that fire you up, no pun intended, get you excited to go out and keep moving forward, which is why I think events are important to have that reignition of your excitement of entrepreneurial journey sometimes be around other people. 
But how does this, how does firewalking create that lasting change that keeps you at that next level? I call it Navy SEAL training Mm, because what doesn't challenge you does not change you. You can't expect to just put some really articulate keynote speaker on stage and without getting your happy butt up out of the chair to do something that's going to challenge you, it's not going to rewire your brain. It's just not, that's not how it works. We know that in Navy SEAL training. We know that as Olympic athletes. We know that as professional athletes. We know that as entertainers that have reached the pinnacle of their career. You got to put in 10,000 hours just to even come close to being a professional musician. And who's got yeah. that today? A firewalk accelerates that process. It gets you there now. You don't have to wait. It's not like you have to put in a 1,000 a hours or 10,000 hours to reap the rewards of the change. It does it right now. And I saw it. And I again, I've been in the environment for a long time. And to forward that, right? So after I got involved with Tony's companies, because I met a trainer at that event and, mm-hmm. and we were talking, I go, man, this must be really awesome to be in this environment like this. He goes, oh yeah, it's insane. And it's so nurturing. It just builds you. It's just incredible. And he said, and look, by the way, see all these people over here wearing these black and pink shirts? And I said, yeah. And he said, dude, those are all volunteers. They come here to be part of this environment and to be, to live it. And he goes, so listen, man, when you get home, call Robin's research, tell him you want an application for a crew member, a volunteer crew member. Hmm. And if you're lucky, they'll choose you. I did. And they sent me a five page application. I filled it out. I sent it back. And a month later, I got a letter in the mail and it said, Dave Albin, congratulations. You've been selected to crew with the Anthony Robbins company. Holy smokes, no pun intended. <laughs> well, the next thing I know, there I am. I'm in his environment. I'm a volunteer. My application tells about me, right? Number one, it, saw, it showed that I had a military background. I had a security exactly. background. I was living on a farm. I knew how to use tools. I knew how to drive equipment. So they're like, well, look at this guy. He's got a military background, security. He'd fit right in with the security detail to help take care of some of Tony's celebrities, which they did. Part two, look, he's on a farm. He's got a wood splitter, man. He knows how to do this kind of stuff. He's going to help build a fire. So they put me onto the fire building team simultaneously. And that was in 95, 96. They hired me as a subcontract. Oh, cool. I was bringing value to the team. Yeah. The next thing I know, I'm the assistant fire captain. So I'm working directly with the captain who's in charge of all the firewalks globally. That's in 96. Hmm. In 2003, guess what happened? I get offered that position. And so the next thing I know, my family and I are traveling with Anthony Robbins companies globally, and I'm in charge of all of Tony's firewalks globally. That's awesome. And if you wouldn't, if that guy would have never came up to you, that's awesome. I love those little things in journeys. Like one guy, one perfect stranger, boom. And you taking the action, the action to do the firewalk and then the action to actually put a chance out there to, to volunteer, I think is another point. You did both those. You took those steps, which opened but the doors as well. But you know what, Chris, selfishly, I wanted to. It's like, holy crap, I could go, I could be in this environment. Granted, <laughs> as a volunteer, you got to pay your own way. Yeah. You've got to pay your airfare and your hotel and your food. And they give you some apparel. I had yeah. some really cool Tony Robbins shirts that I love and I have until this day. But at the end of the day, it was all on me. It wasn't cheap because it's going right. to, for me, it cost me a couple grand every yeah. time I went and volunteered. 
Yeah. But as soon as I became a, a, a subcontractor, they mm-hmm. paid for all. Right? Yep. So my airfare and my hotel and per diem and all that was all paid for. That's awesome. So within your years working alongside Tony and his team, is there anything that you've really gleaned from him? I know, I mean, oh. I'm sure you've learned so much, but is yeah. there like a couple points that like just elevated you to the next level that you can remember or pinpoint? Sure. Number one, patterns. Understand your patterns. Get to know and understand your pattern. Everything we do creates a pattern. If you overeat, it's a pattern. If you take really good care of yourself nutritionally, it's a pattern. If you're, if you've got addictions, I don't care what they are. It could be alcohol. It could be cigarettes. It could be porn. It could be anything that doesn't serve you. There's a pattern to it. You have to think and get yourself to a certain point. So Mm. when you can learn to interrupt those patterns, yeah, that's one of the keys to life. Number two, proximity, peer group. You are who you spend time with and you better choose wisely. I always say, love your family, choose your friends and choose wisely because you'll mm-hmm. become who you spend time with. Absolutely. If you take the average five people in your life and you look and you average out what they make yearly, you're within 10%, huh. which is pretty phenomenal, right? Yeah. Your stories, man. Everything in our life, Chris, we create a story yep. about who we are, what we don't do. It's, I always say all the time, you want to change your life, change your story Yeah, and, and create a good one. Because life can be magnificent. Because I went from being the fire captain for Tony, and because I'm, I made myself available. Like I, I believe that incredible opportunities come before us all the time, every week. The question is this: Are you mentally and physically ready? In 2014, I'm driving down the road, and my phone rings, and it's Google. They're like, "Hey, Dave Alvin, this is Google. We want to know: Are you the Dave Alvin does the fire walks for Tony Robbins?" Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? If you're not under any contractual obligation or non-compete, we'd like to talk to you about you doing a gig for us in Mountain View for 148 executives. That's awesome. Homeboy's a free agent. What you got going on? (laughs) Next thing I know, man, I'm at Google. That's awesome. And that's when the light bulb went off. In 2014, after Google, I went, okay, time to start Firewalk Productions. This is real. When somebody like Google knows that a Firewalk's going to create that kind of change, come on, that's Google has more access to data than Google. So they knew, they knew that, that what they had is they had 148 executives went through a very intense training, nine months of training. So they wanted to create a experience at graduation for this. Uh-huh. Now we actually ended up doing a glass walk instead of the fire walk because they wanted to do it in the middle of the day. And I don't do fire walks in the middle of the day. I only do them at night. Gotcha. I got to be able to see those coals. I got to be able mm-hmm. to see the color. It's a safety thing. Yeah. And so we interviewed it because I said, I can't really do a fire walk in the middle of the day. I can do it that night for you. And they said, that's not going to work with the schedule. And I said, well, we could do a glass walk. They said, glass walk. Ooh, what's that? Tell us about that. And so that's what we ended up doing. Okay. And a glass walk, I'm assuming is walking across broken glass. That's same correct. kind of concept. Okay. Absolutely. That, that's interesting. Yeah. How is that? How was that transition of taking that step into doing your own thing with Firewalk Productions LC, like that transition into doing it on your own. Was there any limiting beliefs in your mindset, even though you've done all that? Was there any imposter syndrome that started showing up, even though you're like, hey, I've done this with Tony for so many years, but now it's on, you're on your own. What was that transition and change like for you at the beginning? I had also done some work for T. Harv Eckert. It's the millionaire mindset. One of the things T. Harv says is ready, fire, aim. Yep. Just say yes. Yep. And you'll figure out a way. 
Yeah. When you build a big enough why, one that scares the hell out of you, then everything else will come into play. It just falls into yep. place. Your brain works. It's just yep. a phenomenal way that the brain works. Now, I will say, when I was flying out to Google for the first event, I'm like halfway in the air and I'm going, Dave, uh, you're on your way to Google. <laughs> Are you crazy? Insane? You're not good enough right. at that. Who do you uh, think you are? You got mm -hmm. kicked out of high school. You're a drug addict, alcoholic. I didn't go into the whole story, but other than mentioning my sobriety, you yeah. know what I mean? So all the negativity about, you know, that little guy, you know what I'm talking about. He sh jumps mm -hmm. up on your shoulder and tells you you're not worthy and you're not smart enough. You're not good enough and blah, 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 blah. Nah, none of that's true. No, it's not. No. Nope. And so yeah. I'm sitting there on the airplane doubting myself. And all of a sudden my good guy jumps up on the other shoulder. And he's, Dave, can I remind you that you and Tony Robbins set a world record in 2005 in London, you firewalked 12,300 people, right? So shut up already. Yeah. You've been, many are called, fewer chosen. And so there I was. And that's and really I, my own little motivational talk inside yeah. my own head. I think that's really a really strong point there too, because at least from those I talk to, that part right there what you mentioned of reminding yourself of what you've been able to accomplish yeah. sometimes that's hard for it, it's hard for some people it's hard for me sometimes to recognize the good we've done because we don't want to sound conceited even in our minds and things of that nature whereas just from my perspective anything good i do obviously comes through my faith and god and things of that nature but if i can show people and i can actually talk about hey yeah this is what i've done yeah. like it, it can still be in a non-conceited egotistical way and give glory to him who's given me the ability to do it all and it's then it's able to say listen we've been through this like you've been through this you've done this so far remember that and keep moving forward i think that's huge yep. a huge thing to be able to do in your mindset sure and having mentors and again it all comes back to <clears throat> proximity and who you spend mm -hmm. time with in fact last year one of my mentors came to me and he said hey so why haven't you established an academy like, what yeah. are you talking about? He goes, he goes, where you could, where people could come and learn from you and you could teach them this. This is huge. These kinds of corporate team building experiences, there's nowhere else. I'm the guy. I'm at the top of the, I'm at the top of the food chain when it comes to this. You Google me and that's, I'm the guy that can create these incredible paradigm shift experiences that cause lasting change. He said, you need to open an academy so that entrepreneurs and business owners and companies could trainers, coaches. They can come to your academy, learn from you, teach them everything you know, and then you can network with them and then send them back to their respective organizations to do what you do. Because not everybody is going to hire you to come do it. Or they maybe, maybe they just like an option. Some people do. They want to hire me, write a check. We My team goes and does everything. Yeah. So in fact, the academy I'm talking about comes up in October. And I only do 10 people at a time. I keep it very intimate. I bring them up here to the Appalachian Mountains. They're going to spend a week with me. And it's intense. It's an intensive. And as a matter of fact, at the end of your show here, Chris, for any yeah. of your listeners, your listeners only, I'll give these guys a code. And then if they go to my website, whatever, and they go click on the tab for the Academy and it resonates with them, they go, you know what? I want some more information. Then we'll get on a discovery call. I'll make absolutely sure 100% it's right for them. And it's a perfect fit. And then if they decide to move forward, the code that I'll give you or at the end of the show, they can use and we'll give them a substantial discount for awesome. listening to your show today.
Oh, that's awesome, man. And that's exciting. I think that's neat to be able to, especially in the time and day we're time and day we're in to be able to do that, to be able to have an academy type thing and have open more access to learn and those different routes. So I'm appreciative of you offering our audience that code at the end. And so I'm excited for people to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's continuing on. Like I know we've been talking and we've probably talked for hours on this because I think it's just fascinating how it could change the brain by doing a firewalk and and things of that nature. What if people are apprehensive? You know, what if- Of course, you better be. Yeah. What if they're in the back and they're they're battling with that? What would your words of advice to them be? You have to get clear about what fear means to you. Mm. Fear's a liar. 100%. So what do you want to create? You have to decide. Is does fear, What does fear mean to you? Does it mean mm. forget everything and run <laughs> or face everything and rise? Yep. You've got to decide. I love what we say in Alcoholics Anonymous. False images appearing real. Yep. We, all these things that we think are going to happen to us and that we're fearful about typically never happen, ever. And, and the other thing about fear is exhilaration without the breath. <laughs> I'm firewalking people. I get them to breathe. I get them to take three cleansing breaths and get a lot of oxygen into their lungs. And now that fear shifts because it becomes more exhilarating. Yeah. But hey, if you're going to jump out of a plane or firewalk or bungee jump or kayak down a intense river, whatever, it's really more getting clear about the adrenaline. Mm. Like, for example, how do I help people get them across the fire? Again, I have to go back to what Tony did for me. He sent a guy to come rescue me. And get me to that point, right? So I do the same thing in my seminars. And one of the things I say to them is, look, if you don't want to firewalk tonight, don't. Fine. It it doesn't bother me. Right. Because it's not affecting me. It's affecting you. But here's what I can tell you. If you use fear to make that decision, you're in big trouble. Mm. Because fear is not anywhere close to being done with you. It's going to continue to take things from you. It's going to continue to lie to you. And the fears we don't overcome absolutely become our limits. And again, it's, the, it's something that I've heard said before. If you go firewalk tonight, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. Burn your feet off and die? No. By the way, you know, you go to the beach all the time and get a sunburn. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so let's be real. What's the upside? Massive. You want to go watch something? Go Google Oprah's firewalk in 2010 and watch what she goes through prior to the firewalk and then watch what happens at the end after she firewalked. She literally within seconds, Chris, she, the cameras follow her and she goes over and she starts talking to the camera. And if you see her celebrate after she does it, it's like the most exhilarating thing she's ever done in her entire life. And it shows up in her decision-making because what happens is she goes over there and she goes, this is the next chapter, people. And that's one of the biggest business decisions of her life because she created the next chapter in Harpo. Hmm. And within seconds, she makes one of the biggest business decisions of her life. If it worked that profoundly for one of the top business people on earth, what could it do for you? Because that's where you want to make decisions from. That type of a peak state. When your self-worth, self-confidence, and self-belief gets raised, you are so totally focused. So that's a really that's where you should make all really important decisions from is that type of a peak state. Yeah. 
And in between firewalks or after a firewalk, is there anything you recommend people doing to keep that elevated state or continue to do that in the meantime? Absolutely. Keep challenging yourself. Yeah. What do you want in life? Get clear about that. Your vision board, what you want in life, and and make goals so audacious that you look at them and they scare you to death. And here's something. When I do my seminars, when clients hire me, corporations hire me, I put a picture behind me on the screen. And it's a picture of a guy by the name of Eric Weyenmeyer. Okay. And so Eric, in the picture, uh, you can see he's like at the top of a peak of a mountain. And you're like, yeah, it looks like Everest to me, which it is. And so the way he's standing cockeyed, it looks like there's something physically wrong with him. Like one leg's longer than the other, or he's mm-hmm. got a dislocated or whatever, knee replacements, hip replacements, mm-hmm. whatever. He looks like there's definitely something physically wrong with him. I talk for quite a while and just leave that picture up. And then I circle back and I go, How, who here can tell me where Eric is standing? And somebody always inevitably goes, oh, it's like Mount Everest. You would be correct. <laughs> then once I get there, I go, so let me tell you something else about this man. He's climbed the seven highest mountains on seven continents. In other words, he's climbed the seven highest mountains on earth. Now, Put that man in a, on a mountain bike, he will tear it up. Put him in a kayak and push him down a river, he will tear it up. But here's a very interesting distinction about Eric. He's blind. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. I don't care what crappy, lousy excuse you give yourself as to why you can't perform or you can't step into your greatness. It's BS. Because if a blind man can climb the seven highest mountains on this planet, just imagine what you could do. So I tell them, look, I told you that to mess with your head. I, I, I did it to interrupt the pattern. We're back to patterns. When you understand patterns and how they work and you can interrupt them and install better, better think processes and better ideas, it'll change your life forever. Yeah. So I say all the time, you want to change your life? Change your story. That's awesome. And I like how that came full circle there too. And this has just been a great conversation, Dave. I appreciate you sharing some of your story, what you've been through, how you've overcome and how you started and just what changing our patterns and changing our story can do for us. And I I think people can take a lot from this and start incorporating this. If you're listening, find a firewalk near you. I'm going to look into it as well. Get it figured out, get it scheduled, take that leap, challenge yourself. And again, Dave, thanks so much for being on here to wrap things up. Where can people connect with you? What is that code for your academy? And yeah, how can people find out more about you? Yeah, sure. Of course. Thank you for doing that. Simple way, real simple, real easy. Firewalkadventures.com. So it's firewalkadventures, all one word.com. And then once you get there, there's a ton of information, how to get a hold of me, how to set up a discovery call. If you want to talk, if you want to hire us, we'll cover all of that. If you want to consider the academy in the top left corner of the page, it says the Dave Albin Firewalk Academy. You click on that. There's a ton of information there. Um, the thing about that is I do want to make sure it's a fit because we have to work together in a collaboration together. So we need to make sure that everybody's clear about that. And again, we bring 10 people in at a time. So it's real intimate, which is really great. And the code for that, that discount at the end would be 6 Eight, two eight, six eight, two eight, and you give that to me during the discovery call, and then, we'll, like we said, we we'll give you a nice discount for attending the Elevate Media Group podcast with our with my cool host Chris Anderson. 
Well, we appreciate that. And yeah, guys, definitely get connected. Definitely learn more about the whole Firewalk experience and can contact Dave if you're ready to take that step. Again, no pun intended. We got a lot of this today. It's been good. But no, Dave, again, thank you so much for being on today and sharing everything. And we look forward to hopefully having you back on the show in the future as well. Cool. Love to do that. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.